Okay, everybody, I lied. So, um, we're actually recording a bonus episode. We're not going to really wait until, like, uh, probably the end of the regular season. We are going to start season one after the regular season of the Red Sox. So, um, listen to the dockets. Let's see. Um, this is a bonus episode today. So, I'm listening to the dockets. Opening theme by, uh, Tessie or. Tessie by Dropkick Murphys. My picks of the all-time Red Sox team. Well, I mean, a team of players that I got to see since, like, 1992, which was I was born. Laying down the ground rules, like, what to do on um, listing the positions and stuff like that. Any Twitter questions or uh, DMs, uh, follow me on uh, and all that stuff. And follow me on uh, Twitter or follow the page on Twitter. Peace out. Love you guys. And then uh, the outro music for this week is uh, The Road to Guysboro by the Stanfields, which is an Irish-Canadian band. So uh, anyway, uh, without further ado, here is uh, Joe Castiglione and Dropkick Murphys. And the Boston Red Sox are the world champions. For the first time in 86 years, the Red Sox have won Good evening, all you jolly lads and lasses, and welcome to the Royal Rooters Podcast. I am your host, Thomas William O'Shea. Is is the I am the only Red Sox fan in the state of in the state of Illinois, and you can't change that. All right. So this episode today, we are doing a um, all time greatest Red Sox team, well, at least a team of Red Sox players I got to see play since nineteen ninety two, which was the year I was born. So uh, I'm laying down the ground rules. Um, we're going to have a five-man starting rotation. So this is like five starting pitchers I would like to have as my starters. Honorable mention slash substitute starters, which is like, so in case of um, probably somebody going down, maybe like uh, our ace going down, then I have another starter that I can put in his place. We got relievers slash a closer. Catchers. And how I'm doing the positions, I'm doing them by three platoons, so like three guys in this position, a starter, and then two relievers. So um, catcher, designated hitter, because this is an American League team and it's as designated hitters, a first first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, shortstops, left fielders, center fielders, and right fielders. So um, let's go dive into it. All right. My starting five-man starting rotation is um I'm probably gonna have uh as my ace Pedro Martinez mainly because um he's a Hall of Famer and like he really was a really good pitcher like he uh pitched really good during with the Red Sox so I'm having him as my ace and um Roger Clemens the reason I put Roger Clemens as a second reliever mainly because um he was a really good pitcher but at the same time he was also a steroid user too. And he was also a narcissist player. Like, I've heard stories where, like, he would uh, um, blame 
the reason why he would pitch like some games he would pitch bad like either like the grounds crew did it like messed up the mound or uh he wasn't getting the strike calls he was getting and like there was times where like he would not show up to camp or until like he got a new contract session like he would boycott not going to spring train uh spring training and like i think it was 1992 the year i was born um he had like kind of like a riff with uh his uh the manager at the time butch hobson and like he would like sometimes when they were running together like um doing uh polls and stuff like that on the morning track he would like wear headphones and stuff like that and try to ignore uh butch hobson's conversation so uh yeah anyway yeah um so that's why i got at least he didn't take those steroids when he was a Red Sox. He took them when he was a Yankee. <laughs> All right. Okay, my third starter will be uh, Kurt Schilling. I gave, I put him on there. He is a really good pitcher. Like, in game six of the World or uh, ALCS, he pitched like that was going to be his last game, especially when uh, he had ankle trob- problems during the playoffs and stuff like that. Like, they put uh, some way to make it so, like, he would be able to pitch on a bad ankle by uh putting some silicone or some kind of like chemical to uh make sure that he would pitch and he pitched lights out he basically made the yankees looks pretty stupid like and uh that's why yeah he should be he really should be in the hall of fame but i don't think the baseball riders are on lineman because of the pro trump tweets that he posted so yeah Hopefully he'll hopefully he'll be our president someday. So I'm just gonna say that we'll see in 2024. <laughs> All right, John Lester, um, I'm putting him in too as my fourth starter, and uh, I'm gonna have my uh, last starter as a uh, Chris Sale. Um, yeah, he is the fastest pitcher. Chris Sale is the fastest pitcher to uh, get uh two, two um two thousand strikeouts in his career like he's the fastest he actually beat pedro martinez just uh recently um all right so um honorable starting pitchers or substitutes i have josh beckett i didn't put him as my uh five-man starter mainly because he was kind of a poop head when uh he was here he did have a really good 2006 but that was just about it i don't think he was really that good after that and he was also kind of one of those like locker room or uh clubhouse problems he was part of that whole chicken and beer uh group in uh 2011 yeah that was a reason why that year kind of wasn't so great david price another reason i put him on he is a really good pitcher but i don't because i've actually heard he's kind of another poop head too or at least he was in 2007 he's kind of changed since in uh 2018 he actually started pitching good and that was kind of a reason too. He has not until twenty eighteen. He did not have a uh, win as a starter in the postseason. So um, I am gonna put him on the honorable mentions or subs, mainly because he is a really good starting pitcher. Bronson Arroyo. Um, I put him on mainly because um, yeah, oh yeah, actually I won't go into it. Jake PB part of that uh, twenty thirteen team. I'll put John Lackey in there too. My reason is mainly because um um he did like he was he ugh. all right, I'm confused. Alright, so yeah, anyway, so um my uh honorable mentions are subs rotation or starters, Josh Beckett, David Price, Bronson Arroyo, 
Um, Jake Peavy, John Lackey. Oh, yeah, John Lackey. All right. And relievers. I put uh, Brandon Workman, probably the only um, current guy from uh, 2013 and 2018. So he has two World Series championships. Keith Folk. Um, I was thinking of making him the closer, but I decided just to make him a reliever. Hideki Okajima, part of that 27 or 2007 squad. Rich Garces. Um, little known fact about Rich Garces, he was the last guy before David Ortiz to wear number 34. So, a little known fact. Jeff Reardon. Oh, man, that's going back. That's kind of going back to uh, 1992. So, yeah, I put him on. Tom Flash Gordon, also the son, the or the father of current major league uh, player D Gordon. I put a Koji Koji Urahara, mainly because he really had a really good historic season in 2013. Um, all that stuff, like he had like a saves record um, that he uh, set in 2013, like saves in the season. So yeah, um, I have a uh, Craig Kimbrell. He uh, he's good when he has his stuff, but um, during last uh, postseason twenty eighteen, he was like kind of the yeah yeah. I put Joe Kelly on here as kind of like a just like a nice uh gesture, maybe because he got into a fight last year with a Yankee and pretty much kicked the crap out of him. Tyler Austin, and that's probably what he'll be remembered for in Boston. By the Red Sox. Like, I've actually heard stories. Uh, Section 10 interviewed him when uh, he was with the Dodgers when they came to uh, Boston to play the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and said, like, people go up to him and say, like, hey, um, I know you're part of the Dodgers now, but you will always be remembered by me, maybe because um, you got into a fight with a Yankee. So, yeah, he was a really good starting pitch or a good uh, relief pitcher, too. So, like, yeah. I put Tim Wakefield on here. I was going to think of putting him as a starting pitcher, but. Yeah, I didn't have enough room, so I'm going to put him as a reliever so he won't get left out. Um, and my closing pitcher, I'm going to have Jonathan Pavelbon. Um, starting out, he was really good. I liked him in 2007, especially like the, the whole like dancing the jigs and stuff like that, playing dropkick Murphys. And, uh, but then he started kind of falling off, too, as years went by, and like he was uh, on his way out after the 2011 team. And I wouldn't blame him either. That kind of when, like, that's when pretty much uh, it was like a downtime for the Red Sox. Like, we really thought we hit rock bottom. All right, now going to uh, catchers. And I'm doing the free platoon thing. So um, in my first platoon, and as a starter, I'm going with the captain, Jason Veritek. And the guy has thrown or um, catch, I think, believe, four no-hitters. And I actually heard the catchers for them, like, throwing no-hitters in perfect game. That's a really big thing for them because they're actually calling the game. And he is a really good caller and a really good team leader. And he will always be remembered for uh, sticking his glove in A-Rod's face. Yeah. Thank God A-Rod needs to get... Someone needs to put A-Rod in his place. And that was a fight in uh, two fi- or, uh, July the 24th, 2004. Um... Actually, I heard that actually started as a game. Uh, they weren't going to actually play that game because there was going to be rain. But then there was a kind of a protest in the Red Sox locker room. And they decided, well, we're going to play the game. So the story is, heading to the story with the fight, Bronson Arroyo hits uh, A-Rod. 
in the back and like A-Rod takes his base and while he's walking to first base A-Rod's like cursing out uh Bronson Arroyo and um A-Rod tell him hey take your bleeping bag go take your bleeping bag and then they got into a fight and then um Jason Veritek took his glove and uh shoved it in uh A-Rod's uh face and that's kind of the turning point of um Red Sox Nation and kind of the turning point of the 2004 season so yeah, that big fight right there kind of changed the season for the Red Sox because that it was at a point where like nobody thought they were going to make the postseason, and yeah, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right, so my second platoon, I have a uh, Tony uh, Pena, and uh, I put like a current guy right now as my third platoon as a uh, Christian Vasquez. Um, yeah, mainly because of his offense and stuff like that. So I yeah. All right, designated hitters. Um, there's no contest for the first uh, uh, DHs. I'm going with uh, David Ortiz, my favorite player growing up. David Ortiz! David Ortiz! David Ortiz! So, yeah, I put him on there mainly because, um, why not? He's the Red Sox GOAT. He really is. I would even say he's better than Ted Williams, and I know like the old-time baseball fans will probably uh, disagree with that, but you know what? Um, David Ortiz did speak for Boston. He was the reason why Boston has three World Series rings and kind of four now, mainly because, and he was an instructor of that 2018 team during spring training. So, like, he kind of did help him out get uh, 2018, the best team. So, he was kind of part of that. So, um, hope he gets well soon. He actually uh, recently this summer got shot. Someone tried killing him in the Dominican Republic, and he's now recovering now, so, although I did hear that was a mistaken identity, somebody else, they were actually going after somebody else, and they just confused him, so, not a lot of fans kind of believe that, but you know what, yeah, all right, I put in a second platoon, JD Martinez, and I will say about him, he is really a student of the game, he is like a Ted Williams, a modern day Ted Williams, except, um, he wasn't that big of an asshole, Uh, sorry, yeah, (laughs) so, um, Anyway, um, he and he studies his game. Like he would take um his uh iPad with him to a he would take he takes his iPad with him to a band practice to like uh and people film it for him. So like he knows how to get better stuff like that. So yeah, I put Hanley Ramirez on here too as the third platoon DH, maybe because I want to get him in there. And starting off, he wasn't really like really good they put him out in the outfield handling Ramirez and it was a disaster and then they decided 2016 to uh put him at first base so um yeah to make him the first baseman and that worked out and he had a really good year in 2016 I actually was at um the Red Sox game at Fenway where he had a three-run home run game against the San Francisco San Francisco Giants which they won by the way 11 to 7 so that was my first Fenway experience, the first Red Sox game ever. Yeah, I was excited that night. Yeah. And uh, 27, I put him at the DH too, mainly because in 2017, they after Ortiz retired um, the previous year, uh, they made Hanley the DH. And then it was really sad how he went out because he really wanted to be a Boston Red Sox. He really wanted to be here. And... Um, and I could see um, they let him go in 2018, mainly because um, of J.D. Martinez being the D.H. And he wanted to be the D.H. too. And, like, 
Cora kind of sound saw saying that this could be a he could be a locker room problem as the years come and I really don't want that so he decided to get rid of Hanley not because he didn't like him it just like he just wanted to protect the team and people at first people were confused like why does this happen we like Hanley now why would we get rid of him like release him and then as time went on you trying to see okay now I'm starting to see where things are going all right moving on to the first baseman on my first platoon and the starter, I am having a Movon, big old Movon, as my designated hitter. Probably the last guy to wear for the Red Sox to wear number forty-two before they did the whole uh, retiring for uh, Jackie Robinson. So yeah, yeah, I put him there, and let's see his stats. Let's see how Mo. I'm using Baseball Reference by the way as my uh, stat guy. Or my uh, baseball stats. All right, move on. Here we are. Move on. All right. A 27.2 war. All right. Let's see. As a Red Sox, he, uh, he batted 304, which is really good. Yeah, that's decent. That's getting you somewhere. He had uh, 230 home runs. All right, yeah. Um, 1,655, so that's really good. Yeah. yeah. No PS of uh, 338. Slugging percentage of uh, 323. And a on-base percentage of 960. Or 906, yeah. So, yeah. Really good, yeah. I could say, yeah, so that's why I put him at, because he was alive, or man, I was, I was alive to see him play somewhat, except I was a little baby at the time, so, um, yeah, it was a shame he didn't, wasn't able to be there for the Red Sox first World Series run, but I could see where, like, the Red Sox, they didn't really want to hit, give him the money, so he had to go somewhere else as a free agent, he really wanted to say and love Boston so much, but if they're not going to give him the money, then... Adios, yeah, I'm going somewhere else. Um, my second platoon, I have Mike Napoli. Um, mainly because, like, I just want him in the clubhouse. And he was really big for that uh, 2013 team. He got timely hits and stuff like that. And I really like his beard. That was some beard. A big old beard. And uh, Kevin Lar, I have him as my third platoon. Mainly because he was basically kind of the clubhouse guy for uh, the twenty the 2004 squad. So, yeah. All right, next up, the second baseman, and there is no contest with this. I am having my first platoon as the little man, number 15, and probably will be retiring soon, maybe because of all the injuries and stuff like that. Dustin Pedroia, the man from Northern California. All right, I like um Dustin Pedroia. When, um, and he's kind of one of my favorite players, too. I like the... Because he's like me, too. He's a short little guy like me, except he's more skinnier than me. Fat joke on me. <laughs> uh, um, he's a short little, guy, short little guy, but he is really good, and he's a really good defensive player. A little-known story about him and Cora, the reason why he liked Cora so much, because at the time when uh, Pedroia was a rookie in 20, 2007, I don't know why I say 20, I mean in 2007, um, he was really having a really bad start to the season. He was not real. He was hitting like a buck 
um, 50 something or a big a buck 27 or something like that. And Cora was really hitting it, but they really wanted to make Pedroia the future second baseman. So Cora sacri- sacrificed his playing time and helped Pedro- Pedroia get better and stuff like that and help him be the sec- next second baseman for the Red Sox, like the franchise second baseman. And soon after that, Pedroia just took off. He actually had a really fun second half of the season to the point where, like, they almost uh, named him um, Rookie of the Year for the AL. Although the following year, he did win AL MVP, so, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, that's why, like, and he did the same thing with um, Michael Chavis. He knows um, Pedroia might be gone because um, a little-known spiking that by Manny Machado he that the story behind that in 2017 Manny Machado Chato slid in the second base spikes high and uh nagged Pedroia and that's why uh Pedroia's been out for so long and it's getting to the point where like Pedroia might be getting old he's getting to that age so yeah it really is a shame because I feel like he has more years to play as a Boston Red Sox and well, the good thing is he'll probably retire as a Boston Red Sox. And they'll probably retire as number two, number 15. So, yeah. Long live Petey. All right. Um, Jody Reed, I'm not going to go into him as my second platoon. Mark Bellhorn, I'm going to not go into that too. Uh, but he was part of that uh, 2004 squad. And, like, he got some timely hits too. He was Pedroia before uh, Pedroia. All right. Now next, my third baseman. Um... Wade Boggs, which is surprising because I did, I thought he was gone after uh, 1992, but I think this was this last year with the Red Sox. Wade Boggs as third baseman. He played mostly during the 80s with the Red Sox, so he was part of the 86 team as their third baseman. Um, so uh, anyway, I'm having him as my uh, starting third baseman, main because I kind of want to have a Hall of Famer. And since he was uh, there's when I was alive, so why not? Let's put him on third base. So, yeah, he is a Hall of Famer, and he actually is a Hall of Famer, and his number is retired by the Red Sox, number 26. Um, so, uh, anyway, although I did hear he was, like, a narcissist player, and, like, during the 88 season, he also kind of had an affair uh, with another woman, and I kind of, like, uh, uh, read some, like, off-field controversy that the team really didn't need. But also, it helped them spur them to a division title because that got them going. That kind of, like, or, like, kind of had... Because there was a fight in the elevator when they were in Chicago about the whole thing between all of them. And I'm not saying that it was, but, like, it was kind of one of the things that kind of, like, built for uh, 20... Or for 1998... And then also, too, they got rid of the John McNamara and uh, put a Joe Morgan as their start, as their on-the-field manager. All right, so I have Michael Ole as my second platoon. I put Rafi Devers in there, too, just maybe because. Maybe because he, the, the tw- being on the 2018 team, the best team in Red Sox history, kind of works out for him, too. So I put him on there as my uh, third platoon, third baseman. All right, going to the shortstops. And there's no contest with this. Nomar Garcia-Para wins the first platoon uh, spot. Um, he was a really good shortstop. 
he was kind of like this, uh, Justin Pedroia. And him and Ted Williams got along because they were both Southern California uh, guys and both kind of had, uh, well, at least Garcia Parra did, um, for the most part, had a Mexican heritage and stuff like that. Yeah, Ted Williams actually had did have some Mexican heritage in him. Yeah, that was from his mom's side. So, yeah. So, that they made the connection right there. Stuff like that. And it was a shame, too, that uh, he wasn't part of... Uh, he was technically part of the 04 squad, but, like, they trade him during the July 31st uh, trade deadline. So, could they have maybe won it without him? I, I think they could. I think they could have. But that's the thing about uh, history. We would never know that. Instead, they uh, had uh, Orlando Cabrera, which actually worked out. But it is a shame that uh, being the franchise Red Sox and probably one of the greatest uh, shortstops in Red Sox history, and he didn't get a ring So with the Red Sox. So he pretty much spent his entire career with Boston. All right, so let's see. The second platoon, I put Xander Bogarts, maybe because of what he could be. In the years to come, he and actually this year he is actually having a really good uh, season. He is hitting the ball. Him and Rafael Devers are have hitting the ball really good, having really big offensive seasons. And it was a shame too that they did not get the all a bid in the All Star. Well, except Sander did, but it was kind of like a last minute thing. Rafael Devers got snubbed, so um, yeah. But he should have Rafi or Xander Bogart should have been the starting shortstop for uh, the AL team. I don't know why they picked. Jorge Polanco. Ugh. Jeez. I think that's most of the hate Boston mentality and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, I'm going deep. Um, also, I put him in second platoon because he is the same age as me. And he has had two World Series rings with the Red Sox. 2013, which was his rookie year. And 2018, the greatest Red Sox team of all time. Um, third platoon, I put uh, John Valentin. And before... Brock and uh, before Brock Holt uh, hit for the cycle, he was the last guy to hit for the cycle. I'm trying to think of what year, 1997, 1995. I'll have to look. Hold on. Let's see. John Valentine. Let's see. Come on. Uh, and you can't find it. But um, he uh, did hit for the cycle in one season. And that was the first before. And that was like the last one before uh, Brock Holt did it in 20 for 2015. Which um, I will get to mention pretty soon. And uh, my utility player position. All right, so anyway. All right, moving on. Uh, left fielders, Manny Ramirez. And I know, I know, Manny Ramirez um, kind of was, had his quirky things and stuff like that. And, like, the whole Manny being Manny. And he also was a steroid user, too. Hopefully he didn't use him when he was a Red Sox. That's what I mean, yeah. So anyway, um... I put him there mainly because he's probably the bigger known Red Sox uh, 
left fielder. And I do like Manny, too. And he did uh, clean himself up as uh, years went by. But, like, he kind of went off on a bad note with the Red Sox. And that's why they trade him in 08. Maybe because he was kind of becoming a locker room problem. Mike Greenwell, I put him on. I know he was around uh, the year I was born. So, like, he was a left fielder. So, I had him as my second uh, second platoon left fielder. And I put Andrew Benatini, too. Because he's a uh, – he was part of, like, I have a uh, – all of uh, the current Red Sox outfielders on this uh, all-time team. Maybe because they're like a second reincarnation of uh, the 1975 uh, Red Sox outfield of uh, Jim Rice, Freddie Lynn, and uh, Dwight Evans. And this is kind of like uh, them, Andrew Benintendi, JBJ, or Jackie Bradley Jr., and Mookie Betts. So that's kind of like the second coming of that outfield. All right, now, speaking of JBJ, here is the center fielders. And as um, as I said, my first platoon guy is Jackie Bradley Jr. Maybe because of his uh, defensive skill. Offensively, in the past, he's not been good. But this year, he has uh, been kind of heating up a little bit offensively. But in the past, he's not a really good offensive player. He kind of usually strikes out and has like a buck 25 or buck um. 50 or a batting average which is not really that good um uh but anyway his defensive skill the way he makes catches and stuff like that and makes it like like these impossible catches in the outfield like make just look so easy that's why i like him just for his defensive skill like he he's like kind of like a freddie lynn but um freddie when lynn was white and jbj's black so yeah <laughs> anyway sorry um Anyway, so um, second platoon, I have Johnny Damon. Um, mainly because he was part of that 04 squad. That 04 squad will be remembered forever. Although he did betray us and went over to the Yankees. Um, but he, uh, yeah, his long hair and stuff like that, and just his offensive skill, too, was the reason why he's on the center fielders. And uh, I need to have a speedster on uh, the center fielder, so I'm having uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, which is another guy who also betrayed us too and went to the Yankees. And you shouldn't have done that because Jacoby Ellsbury hasn't been heard from in like years since doing it. <laughs> How that work out? Yeah, you should have stayed in Boston and been our center fielder. So anyway, and he is the first of a, uh, I think Cherokee Heritage to play in the major leagues or at least play with the Red Sox. So, it's yeah, it's pretty neat. And also, I like to have him on Bay because, like, he's a speedster on the base path. He will get stolen bases and stuff like that, like nobody's business. So, yeah. I'll probably have him leading off. All right, now the right fielders. And uh, there's no contest with this. I'm putting my favorite player um, right now currently on a team who is the same age as me, um, Mookie Betts as the starting right fielder mainly because of uh how well like his war is progressing right now like let's see what's his war right now that's here we are his war right now or his career war is 40.3 which is really good and uh he is he has an mvp right now a world series ring um let's see he has Three gold gloves right now, two silver sluggers, a batting title, and uh, let's see, what's this? Major League Player of the Year, 
Wilson Gold Glove Defensive Player of the Year. So yeah, he's really good, and he's a four-time All Star. Um, he might be traded this offseason, mainly because they're afraid that like they're not going to get him in free agency. So might as well trade him this offseason, then wait until he resigns or decides to resign. He may come back. I'm not sure. They're thinking of maybe shopping him, which will really be a shame because I really like Mookie Betts. Maybe because he's the same age as me, graduated the same year out of high school, except he went to a um, over 10 high school in Nashville, Tennessee, and I went to normal community in normal Illinois. So, yeah. I put Troy O'Leary on here, too. And I won't go into that, too, why I put him there. Um, Trot Nixon, part of that 04 squad, won't go into that either. So anyway, um, let's see. Um, utility player, I'm going with Brock Holt because of like his um, ability to uh, be a position player and play really well. He, You could put him in the infield in any position, first base, second base, shortstop, third base, and he would do really good. And you could put him anywhere in the outfield and he'd do really good. So, yeah, that's why I'm having Brock Holt as my utility player. And he's the only player to hit for the cycle in the regular season and in the postseason. He actually became the first one to hit in the postseason. Uh, and since the World Series has been around since, like, 1903. So, anyway, all right. So, that is my at least all-time greatest team since 1992. I know the Red Sox have been a franchise since 1901. But I wasn't alive in 1901. I don't think anybody else was either. So, yeah. Anyway, so this is the team that I picked, that I got to see watch since I was alive. Yeah. Hope you guys like it. So, anyway, um, let's see. What else? All right. The docket. All right. Any Twitter questions, DMs? I don't think so. Um. So, anyway, guys, follow me or follow the page on uh, Twitter at, uh, Ru- at Capital Rooters. That's R, capital R-O-O-T-E-R-S, uh, capital Royal, R-O-Y-A-L. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter, and uh, so uh, peace out, guys. Uh, all right, so, yeah, so I think that's the show. So, uh, peace out. See you guys. Wouldn't want to be you. Go socks.